The Annex Wealth Management Show is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Custom-tailored investment and retirement planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Sunday morning in Naples. Good morning, Southwest Florida. Good to be here on 92.5 Fox News. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. We always say know the difference. It is team, tech, and trust. One of the things that we're going to do, as we have on all of our shows so far, and this is show number four, is have different members of our team here to kind of demonstrate how we think the way we operate as a fee-only fiduciary. When we talk about tech, there's always that back end, and we've got great tech at Annex Wealth Management for our communication with clients and for total security. And trust comes from being a fee-only fiduciary. My name is Danny Clayton. Good morning, Mark Oswald. Good morning, guys. Derek Felsky, good morning. Good morning, Danny. And Dave Spano. Yes, sir. And I, that's a really good point, Mark. Fee-only fiduciary. And I think that's where we should start. Well, certainly, you know, you start thinking about the environment that we're in here in Southwest Florida. And there's a lot of people out there that are selling mutual funds or annuities or other products to people. You know, a lot of times retirees that have worked their entire life to build this fortune for themselves that's going to try to support them for the rest of their lives. And, and when you're getting advice, when you're getting professional advice, whether it's from a lawyer, whether it's from a doctor, whether it's from a financial advisor, you want to work with somebody who's unbiased. You want to work with somebody who is a fiduciary, who owes you a legal obligation to act in your your best interest at all times. And those are few and far between, guys. I mean, because a lot of people, when you're asked, does your person act in your best interest, they're going to say, well, yeah, of course they do. But they don't have a legal obligation to do that in 80 to 90 percent of the cases. And Mark, when you know when you talk about how we handle our relationships with our clients, it really starts uh, with that agreement, and, and the agreement is, is led with that. Excellent point, because that's the line, that's the bright line, guys, is at the end of the day, is your advisor willing to put that in writing to you? You know, it's, it's one thing to get a wink and a handshake from somebody who says, yeah, I'll act in your best interest on the golf course. But, you know, when, you, when you're <laughs> sitting down in, in, in the conference room and it's time to have this serious conversation about your serious money, you want to have that in writing. You want to start with a contract that says, this is my comprehensive wealth management. This is my relationship with you. And it's not a binding contract as much as laying out the nature of the relationship going forward and have that in writing that says, we are a fiduciary to you in this relationship in all matters, and that is the difference. And that is part of holistic uh, wealth management. We talk about tax planning, investment planning, financial planning in this whole. And But you know, when we talk about investment planning, you have to look at some of the economic numbers. And uh, you know, we saw nominal GDP growth for the last quarter growing more than 3%, Derek, and that's a number that we haven't seen. But as important, I saw a number that was shocking to me, and that was the amount of money that is in money markets right now. And that's $3.5 trillion. To me, that's shocking. Well, it is, and it's it's one of the things we've talked about a lot in, in any number of presentations we've given recently, the fact that the market and, and people's expectations about it are far from euphoric, despite the fact that we've rallied essentially since March of 2009 with only a few hiccups along the way. So there is a lot of cash on the sidelines that certainly could be moved towards equities. The bond market, with interest rates starting to stabilize and perhaps move up a little bit, uh, may not be as safe as many people presume, which could lead to some rotation away from fixed income come towards equities. And then, Mark, the, the one thing that has struck me since 2009 is U.S. investors have been pulling money from U.S. stocks since the market bottom in 2009, which is far from what 
I would expect to see if we were at a euphoric or close to a market top. And Dave, it's one of the things we've been talking about for decades in doing radio shows is been the unloved nature of this market. Right. You know, you think about the way that markets sometimes react to recessions or pullbacks and you get that V-shaped recovery where it bounces off the bottom and heads right back up to all-time highs. That hasn't happened here, guys. We're talking about a protracted market for now over a decade that has slowly but generally come back over time, and, and that's been healthy. Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Barron's top advisor, four-time member of the Financial Times Top 300, and a fee-only fiduciary partner. Now, I don't want to be Pollyannish, but you know there is a lot of things that we need to pay attention to, despite the fact that we continue to rally. I think the biggest news, Derek, right now is to keep all eyes on this U.S.-China trade deal. Yeah, the market's been vacillating depending upon early morning headlines. I mean, on Friday, we heard from China, and they basically said they're working towards a phase one deal based on mutual respect and equality. A couple of days earlier, Reuters reported that a phase one deal may not be completed until 2020. So while this is something that has driven the markets in the short run, the underlying fundamentals that we're looking at, moderate economic growth, absence of inflation, 60% of world central banks in easing mode, all of that tends to be supportive of equities. And that's one of the things we've seen is when we have seen a negative trade headline recently, we see it actually bottom out fairly quickly and bounce because there is a lot of money waiting to get into this market at better prices, and the underlying fundamentals remain pretty good. And we're not shocked that the fact that the S&P is up over 25% year-to-date. That is really a good number. Earnings have been good. But Mark, as we look forward into 2020, we look forward to the earnings that we're going to see next year. Absolutely. And you start thinking a little historically, you think about the comparables, right? In 2017 versus 2018, 2018 numbers were outstanding. You had earnings growth in the 20% range because of the fact that the 2017 numbers were easy to beat. You know, the bar just wasn't that high. In 2019, that's been a little bit more of a challenge for companies to beat their earnings from 2018 because those numbers were so outstanding. Now we're starting to see 2020 and we're starting to see projections of positive earnings growth. Companies making more money, being more profitable, and that drives stock prices higher. And Derek, do you think the fact that we're going to see better earnings next year, do you think some of that's being priced into this rally that we're seeing right now? I tend to think that. And and the other thing about next year's estimates, a lot of that relies on what happens with trade. We know that CEO confidence has ebbed recently, partly due to these the trade uncertainty and perhaps partly due to some of the political prescriptions that are being proposed recently that may have a negative effect on growth going forward. So yes, I think that to the degree that the trade deal moves forward, that can cause greater confidence in the estimates that are out there. And you know, Mark, assuming that we do expand at, at the rate of earnings growth for next year, we're looking at anywhere from 8 to 10% and a year-over-year increase for 2020. You add a dividend to that, and you get to a double-digit return, which is one of the target options that we've looked at in terms of our outlook for 2020 at Annex Wealth Management. You know, I think our investment committee, Dave, when you start thinking about corporate CEOs and corporate confidence and, and CEO confidence, and then the consumer is a big piece of it, right? The consumer driving GDP. If you get both of those things moving in the same direction, that's the real positive underpinning for the market. It is, but think about the point that if CEO confidence is ebbing, does that roll over right. to consumer confidence? It's something we're paying attention to because, as we all know, GDP in the United States, two-thirds to 70% of that comes from the consumer. The consumer is still happy. We saw something called the misery index, which is inflation plus yeah. unemployment, a number that we haven't seen since Eisenhower. So it's a very low number. You would think that confidence would continue through 20 
2020. But I, I totally agree with Derek. We hope that the discourse you're seeing politically does not come into the confidence of the consumer, Danny. So as we get ready to wrap up a year and really wrap up a decade, get ready for next year. Get ready for the next year that is coming. Head to AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Get that free portfolio analysis. It's absolutely no obligation. Again, you can start it at AnnexWealth.com. Click on that Get Started button. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. This is Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management, where we ask you to know the difference. The Wall Street Journal has published a list of questions to ask your financial advisor. The very first one is, are you a fiduciary and are you willing to put that in writing? We've been asking people listening to our show to do that for years. That's just one of the ways to know the difference between financial advisors. People come to us every day with what I call a mishmash. Statements here and there, overlapping investments, no consolidation. Annex Wealth Management can clean that up and put it in order. Our team of investment, tax, and estate planners will work to make sure your plan is clear and coordinated. If this makes sense to you, or if you want a second opinion on your investments and retirement planning, go to AnnexWealth.com. You can learn more there or simply hit the Get Started button and start the process. AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference. I'm Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. I hope we see you soon. Many children in Southwest Florida face an uncertain future with their health, but Nicholas Children's Hospital Foundation is here to help. Through special individuals just like you, the Nicholas Children's Hospital Foundation's mission is fulfilled, fighting along with the children of this community on their journey to wellness through medical research and innovation, bringing hope and healing, especially to those children with very complex health issues. But we really need your help. You can create health and happiness in the life of a child. By creating a special gift within your life insurance, estate plan, or even your current retirement plan, Southwest Florida has a rich tradition of philanthropy for children. And now, Nicholas Children's Hospital Foundation is here to expand that legacy. For information, please call 239-263-2223. That's 239-263-2223. Nicholas Children's Hospital Foundation, a tradition of giving, now in Southwest Florida. Will you be a part of something special today? Custom-tailored investment and retirement planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Know the difference? It's Team Tech Trust at Annex Wealth Management. Budgeting means freedom for some, but for others it can make the skin crawl. So joining us to build the case for solid everyday budgeting discipline now and the importance of it in retirement, two of our team members, Randy Winkler, Manager Financial Planning, CFP at Annex Wealth Management. Hey, Randy. Hey, Danny. This is going to be your kind of a segment. Oh, yeah. Yes. And Deanne Phillips, Director of Client Learning and Development, a CFP and a CDFA at Annex Wealth Management as well. But you've got some budgeting background, too. You used to teach it. I did. That's true. Deanne, has Randy ever shared his deep and unabiding love for budgeting or what he does for his system? (laughs) Yes. Pretty close and up there with his new wife, I would say. No, that's why he's (laughs) such a great partner in this area. So we both, both Randy and I, fervently believe in super planning, we like to call it, to include expenses that are divided into needs, like your living expenses and your wants, all that fun stuff. And dividing those out is really important. So, Randy, this is what you do on a Saturday morning. It's very much fun for me to uh, sit down with my budget and take a look at uh, how I'm going to put my dollars to work. All right, folks, let's talk budgeting and especially budgeting in retirement. So, Deanne, you meet with plenty of clients. I'm going to guess... They all handle budgeting 
differently, right, if they do it at all? Well, that's very true, Danny. So to some people, the B word, budgeting, is a dirty word, right? Maybe they have gone their whole lives with enough income. They've never had to think about separating out their expenditures. They've never worried about it. I can tell you that personally... I worry about cash flows and the impact on my own future in retirement. So before I personally do any large purchase like a house or a car or a lifestyle change, for example, I run a comprehensive cash flow right here at Annex with our financial planners here, and I run the flow of my own spending to see how it impacts my own future. Whenever we go through a transition, so whether it's you know, the three big D's, death, divorce, or disability, it impacts our cash flow. And it's really important that we take a step back, breathe, and have our arms around where we really spend. So what you do with yourself is what you do with our clients, right? Absolutely. Okay. So Randy, what makes you feel so strongly about budgeting besides it's just beautiful order? Well, I heard a saying years ago that failing to plan is planning to fail. This is a saying that I heard years ago, and it really struck me. And I noticed through experience in the industry and personal, if you don't give each dollar a job, they just wander off. You've got to assign them a mission and hold them to it. Um, Otherwise, they are like little soldiers that don't have a war to fight. So Deanne, if people don't understand where their money goes when they're working, and you kind of talked about that, that there's some people that they, they don't really need the budget. They probably should, but they don't. They could be in for a surprise when retirement rolls around. So here's the thing that we find, and I'm sure, Randy, you see this too. People tend to throw a lot into this big amorphous category that they call miscellaneous. Oh, I've got one of those. Right? Oh, no. Eh, thanks for playing. Okay. No, I hate those miscellaneous categories. I once sat down with somebody who had 20% of their expenditures in in that category. It turned out it was for her pets, a very valid and can be expensive category should be separate out for your pets. In this case, it was her two cats. I didn't know you could spend that much on cats, but that's aside. Um, it is important to take a look at the little things that add up in retirement. Also, like people have hobbies they go back to, for example. So maybe they're stopping a full-time job in retirement, but they've always loved crafts and wood cutting. You know, there's an expense associated with that. I liken it to also some of the daily expenditures that we take for granted when we are working like, you're going to love this one, Danny, Starbucks. Mm. So, you know, I run through that. That mobile ordering is so easy. I go and I spend my $5.25 at Starbucks to get my flat white, you know, with soy. That adds up. So over the course of 525 daily, if I get that every workday, it would add up to roughly $1,365 annually. That is not chump change. And so when I go back and break that out, and by the way, I could definitely get the coffee beans from Starbucks and grind my own for less than half of that if I was had to cut expenses, right? And that's some of the things that we look at. I mean, sometimes we're faced with choices in retirement on what we want to spend our extra cash on. And there are almost always more creative ways to save. But first, you have to understand what you're actually spending. Deanne Phillips is Director of Client Learning and Development, a CFP and a CDFA at Annex Wealth Management. Randy Winkler is also here. He's Manager of Financial Planning and a CFP at Annex Wealth Management. Randy, our clients with the solid financial plans from Annex, they know what their income level is going to be in retirement. Is it as simple as just not overspending that? Uh, Not quite. So the expense number is the most important number in the entire financial plan, and it needs to be accurate, and you need to go through the budgeting exercise to get to that number. But just having that number just shows you what 
you can spend, what's sustainable, the best way to do it is where it gets a little bit more interesting. Where do you take the money from? What's the distribution plan? So when you factor taxes in, just for example, if you take everything out of your IRA, you're paying income tax rates. If you take everything out of your uh, bank account, you may be paying no taxes whatsoever. Most likely it'll be somewhere in between and there's a very smart way to do that where you're going to pay less in taxes but have your expenses covered just the same. And that's what a great financial plan from Annex Wealth Management does. Randy Winkler, Manager Financial Planning and CFP at Annex Wealth Management. Dean Phillips, Director of Client Learning and Development, CFP and CDFA at Annex Wealth Management. Randy, thanks for coming in. Glad to be here. Dean, thank you. Thanks for having me. Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. In the Wall Street Journal's list of questions to ask your financial advisor, the first one is, are you a fiduciary and are you willing to put that in writing? We will. Our team of investment, tax, and estate planners will clean up your overlapping, inefficient portfolio and make sure your plan is clear and coordinated as your fee-only partner. Go to AnnexWealth.com. Hit the Get Started button. Start the process. I'm Dave Spano, and I hope we see you soon. Cut through the clutter with Axiom, the weekly newsletter from Annex Wealth Management. Subscribe today for seven insights built and delivered to you every Sunday. It'll help you navigate the markets and the things that affect your money. The Axiom. Sign up at AnnexWealth.com. Team, tech, trust, and a fee-only fiduciary model that works in your best interest. Can your advisor say that? This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Know the difference? It's Team Tech Trust. When Annex Wealth Management decided to add a branch in Naples, it's because the people in Collier County expressed interest in elite wealth management, especially one using a fee-only fiduciary model at Annex Wealth Management. And we love strong teams. Key addition to our team is Brian Fiore, branch manager, Annex Wealth Management Naples. Welcome, Brian. Uh, Thank you, Danny. You bring some pretty valuable experience to Annex Wealth Management, and it was not a straight line either. It's kind of an interesting story. Tell us a little bit about your background. Certainly. So I guess I'd start more than a few years ago when I was getting a degree in physics at FSU. Uh, On breaks from school, I worked for a lead options trader in Chicago, and that's where I kind of got my deep interest in financial markets. So after graduating, I didn't stay in physics. I went into the financial services business. So since then, getting into the the business of it, I was able to do a few different roles in the financial services industry, able to participate in developing client education, investment management techniques, and then the financial advisory services. You know, when people come from different backgrounds or or different approaches and and mindsets, it brings in a fresh perspective. I, I need to ask, what do you see as different about the way that Annex Wealth Management approaches what we do with financial or retirement planning? Yeah, a couple main things I noticed about Annex Wealth Management that I really liked. And one is how our company embraces technology. I think they do a good job to make things better for those that work here and then also for our clients as they do business with us using technology. And then just as a company, I like the nimbleness and the uh, engagement in technology. And I'm sure you've noticed that the team concept that we have. I mean, we have built teams, I mean, all the way from our financial planning team, got the tax team, the estate planning team, the investment team. It's yeah. team, 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 right? Definitely. Uh, that's the second thing I really, I really definitely noticed was the, the team approach, the comprehensive wealth management. There's a process in place where every client will definitely see each talented department of all the different teams, which I really, really liked. And I'm thankful that they exist, that we're here. Let's talk a little bit about Southwest Florida, an amazing place to to live and to work. Yeah, so uh, there's not really winter. So we see during what people call winter months, we see a lot of people coming down from the northern part of the country, the middle part of the country, north part of the country. Those types of culture and characteristics fit in really well in South Florida. There's a lot of folks who have ties down there, Southwest Florida. I really like that aspect of it. 
During the summer, it can be brutally hot and humid. However, if you have a shade and breeze, you're good. And how long have you lived in Naples? I uh, have lived in Naples about 18 years, the Estero, Naples area. There's always something you can do. It depends on what time of day and how hot you want to do it. Brian Fiore, as you lead that Annex Wealth Management Naples team, it's really a good opportunity to work with clients, both old and, and new, who want that full experience when they're working with a comprehensive wealth management team that operates as a fee-only fiduciary. That's important for us. Yeah, definitely. You know uh, you're getting value for the fee you pay for, and there's nothing extra. Brian Fiore, branch manager at the Annex Wealth Management Naples branch. Good to have you on the team. Thank you. I'm very thankful to be here, Danny. I appreciate it. 92.5 Fox News, Annex Wealth Management Show. Brian is a great teammate and a good golfer, too, we understand. Right. There was a little discussion with him the other day, and, right. and uh, college level as well. So um, Yeah, we'll, we'll get him on the course and yeah. play for a couple of schnuckles. We'll see. So he is one of the many teammates that you will deal with at Annex Wealth Management. Brian's not the only guy because, Dave, you said before, it's impossible for one person or two persons or small shops to do everything that Annex Wealth Management does. But even big shops, you know, you look at individual advisors in big shops, right, when we talk about the big uh, New York brokerage firms, you need to have a team around you. And I know a lot of people talk about team, but really, what does the team look like? And Mark, you, know, you think about how we've assembled this thing, uh, and you say, well, there's certain talent levels that you have to bring to the table. In all of my 30-plus years of doing this, I have yet to meet the advisor who's an estate planning lawyer, a CPA, a tax planner, a financial planner, a CFA investment. I mean, that just doesn't uh, that doesn't exist. So we have assembled that team, and team is so important to what we do here. And some Sometimes it's dangerous when you run into somebody who does think that they can do all those things because you know you start to get little bits and pieces of a little bit of tax help here and maybe I know something a little bit about estate planning. You've got to bring in expertise and, and to assemble a team that sits on the same side of the table. Sometimes you, know, you get referred to a lawyer down the street, whatever it might be, and then you go meet with that guy or gal and then she tells you to do one thing and then you go meet with your CPA and she tells you to do something else and then you meet with your advisor and there's a third thing and you end up doing nothing, right? You end up without a financial plan. You're spending a lot of time. A lot of time, and, and, and you end up with this paralysis by analysis, right? So you get to the point where you're not actually creating a financial plan and implementing it. Creating a financial plan and implementing a financial plan are two different things. It's one thing to sit down and get a plan in place. It's a different thing to put it into action. And when you have a plan, it's just not the tax plan, it's just not the estate plan. It's investment planning as well. And as we end this 2019, Derek, there's a lot of sectors that are, are, are garnering attention. One of them that we looked at is as ironically as as Senator Warren's numbers have declined, the healthcare stocks have begun to go up. I found that interesting. Yeah, I mean the healthcare sector is something is, is an area of the market that we've had tactical exposure to in our portfolios for quite some time. Primarily because of the demographics and the pace of innovation that the U.S. Uh, healthcare industry has spawned over in many many decades. But generally speaking, you know, healthcare costs are rising as a percentage of of total income. Drug prices. Have been rising at rates that uh, many people find objectionable. And there's going to be a lot of conversation about drug pricing in the 2020 election campaign. Uh, but but granted, her, her stance has been probably the most extreme, where essentially she's talking about eliminating private insurance, having the government take on the entire sector and the like. And there are lots of skeptics about that. So it's only natural that her as her popularity wanes and ebbs, uh, that the health care stocks will follow suit. 
you know, you talk about portfolio checkout market, and that's where we want to end today. And there is obviously a difference between the perception of what your portfolio is and reality. There's a way to go through this process that we do every day, and we do it for free. It's a healthy exercise. It certainly is, because we believe in it so deeply that we do it for free here in our Naples office. So if you wherever you're at today, you have a portfolio. You have investments, probably, that are helping to support your lifestyle, either in your working years or in your retirement years. And the fact of the matter is, is that until you go through that analysis with somebody who's unbiased, who doesn't have a dog in the fight, who simply wants to use the tool and say, this is what you own, and then you can start to have the conversation of, why do I own it? What place does it take in my financial plan? How does it fit into my portfolio? How does it match with my risk tolerance? Am I prepared for the next 2008, if that should come? So you start thinking about it, and, and it's really, when you look at the markets, what the markets have done in 2019, you think about the S&P, you think about the bond markets, both have had positive years, and you start to say, am I at a skew? Am I at a whack a little bit when it comes to my portfolio in comparison to my risk tolerance? Now would be a good time to have that analysis as you head into the new decade, as you head into the new year and say, get myself back in balance, make sure I'm not out over my skis, and make sure I'm continuing to move my financial plan forward. And by that, you meant water skis. Yeah, right. (laughs) That's right. Team Tech Trust, that's the way we roll at Annex Wealth Management. You can start at AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. We make it super convenient. Uh, In fact, you can meet at our office in Naples, or we use something called Annex Everywhere, which is simple screen share technology. You never have to leave the house, don't have to download a thing. We make it easy. We make it right. Annex Wealth Management Show for Sunday, November 24th. Happy Thanksgiving and early Thanksgiving, folks. And we will see you in a week. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. The Annex Wealth Management Show is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation.